Welcome to Pop Culture Elevator, where we can only go up until it's time to go down. I'm Danny. And I'm Mark. We're going to take you down the pop culture rabbit hole. Definitely an adventure. We will look at newer films as well as some older. We will take big blockbusters to the chopping block. And make you aware of the smaller indies and my favorite, B, C, and D films. Not just that, but we'll talk about the news, the what's going ons, and whatever in pop culture today. Now Now let's let's get get this show on the road. And if you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Gmail at popcultureelevator.com. That's right. And you can also find us at our Instagram, Pop Culture Elevator, as well as our Twitter, PCE Podcast. And as always, we'd love to hear from you. Before we get into the review, we'd like to tell you there will be spoilers. You've been warned. Right. So if you want to go watch the movie and come back to us, that would be great. Hello, passengers. Thank you for uh, joining us on another episode of Pop Culture Elevator. It's episode 23. So uh, if you've been with us all 23 weeks, thank you. We appreciate that. That's right. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Today we have a nice little treat for you today. It is uh, the review, uh, us talking about The Babysitter, the sequel to the original Killer Queen. And, And of course, we'll also talk about the original since we didn't review that as well. And, and, you know, we enjoy these types of movies. Uh, Netflix has become kind of the uh, go-to for these quarantine films nowadays because they just keep popping them out. And, um, they're you know, they're actually, a lot of them are pretty quality. Like, you're not going to get a cheap little film thrown at you. They, they put some money into it. And this is, I guess, one of their... Uh, I wouldn't call it a baby, not like their baby, but it, it's a big one for them because the first one did so well. It really did. I was totally in love with the first one. I, I that's again. I can watch that movie. Like I'm on Netflix. I don't know what to watch. I'm gonna be doing some things, or I just want something to watch. Uh, I popped that movie on. It's so good. So I was so excited to watch the sequel. Yeah, I was. I was as well. Um, and let's go off a little bit the the movies directed both of the films are directed by mcg um where my faith kind of is uh, a little waning in that guy uh he did do some tv that was okay but uh mostly he's remembered for charlie's angels and charlie's angels full throttle mm-hmm. which which are fine they're fine they're okay now, they were they're... getting like i feel like it's following his trend it's, yeah, it's good at first and it kind of goes down but, you know, and they're a little sarcastic, like they don't fully, uh, they're not fully fledged. Like, it's not like, okay, this is a serious thing. He, he's a little, he puts, he knows that these are kind of funny or, or not taken too seriously. And then, but then he did kind of a travesty for me, uh, Terminator Salvation. Yeah, exactly. I think that, uh, I think everyone can agree on that. Uh, so much so much promise that movie had yes. so much promise you're yes. finally taking us into the future and you're showing us the john future Connor. of terminator john connor's yeah and you just uh, yeah, missed you just, the mark hard oh core. hardcore yeah, yeah uh, was, and unfortunately that led us down this road where uh the sequels after it that i think are decent are pretty good um they're not considered canon now because essentially since Salvation, they've been talking about fixing the timeline because everyone's so disappointed. I really Which like they... Terminator Genesis and uh, Dark Fate, but like really, Salvation was the killer there. 
Well, and well, three was okay. Salvation was bad. Uh, I didn't see Genesis, so I'm not going to say anything about it other than that was tr- them trying to reboot it. Right. And then you've got Dark Fate, which Wait, is... Wait, you didn't see it? I didn't see Genesis, no. I, oh, I, no there wonder. There was no, nothing in me Dude, wants you, to that, see it. It's good. I, I actually really liked it. Don't get me wrong. It's not Terminator 2 or even Terminator 1, but it is definitely better than the other predecessors. Uh, uh, I think you're going to make a lot of people upset by saying that. Oh, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. T2 is still my favorite. You've heard my order of what I prefer them in. But anyways, uh, yeah, agree to disagree there. But I really like Dark Fate and Genesis. But uh, again, uh, they, I can kind of see why all this stuff doesn't really matter anymore. But because uh, they, they never really lived up to the expectation of Terminator 2. Well, and there was no follow through. That's the other thing. It just felt like... Okay, let's do let's do Genesis. Oh, oh, Genesis didn't work. Okay, we can just pretend like three Salvation and Genesis never happened, and we'll make another one, and it'll just be that'll be Terminator Three, which is I, Dark Fate. Before we talk about this any further, I need you to go back and watch it so we can talk about it, and uh, we don't have to review it or anything like that. But I, one but, of these days, yeah. I will. I don't. It's it's not at the top of my list at all. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Mick G, uh, don't have super faith in him, but he did fine with the babysitter, so I was excited to see the babysitter too, the Killer yeah. Queen. Um, and then joining the movie that with Judah Lewis, who played Cole in the first one, which is crazy to me, because Cole looks so young yes. in the first movie, and then all of a sudden he's high schooler, and he is like, there's, you know, two years, it's two years, but that two years was a lot of growing. Yeah. Definitely. And, uh, he looks, I thought he looked uh, like he's almost 20. And, yeah. uh, you know, he's only 17 or 18. Yeah. And, uh, it, but he looked like 12 when he was a freshman in the first movie. Right, exactly. He looks so young. So um, you have you have Judah Lewis, who played Cole. Uh-huh. He's only really been in The Babysitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's got a I look, lot of promise as an actor. I think he's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Oh, I enjoyed him immensely. You know, if they ever ever wanted to go back and do Terminator again, Judah Lewis could play uh, John Connor. <laughs> <laughs> that would be kind of cool, like watching like a, like a pre-Eddie Furlong John Connor, maybe? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> well, no, now, now that he's old, he can't do that part anymore. Never let's, mind. Let's just Excuse not... Me. So post-Eddie Furlong, right after. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's not do that. Let's not do that at all. But I'm just saying, he could have he could have had that Edward Furlong kind of look. He's got the hair going. And can everything. somebody just give Eddie Furlong the kick in the ass he needs so we can get a good John Connor? Uh, <laughs> you know what do you mean? Like get off drugs and just be a good actor because he was never really a good actor. He's done like two or three good movies. I, I said what I said, Danny. <laughs> I said what I said. I mean, this is the way. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I really love uh, his performance as a young John Connor. So imagine his performance as an old, an John, old Connor? John Connor. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So uh, anyway, anyways, yeah, it's the a first good five minutes of that first five minutes of uh, Dark Fate ruined it. So and uh, the first five minutes of this podcast, all we've done is talk about Terminator. <laughs> right, exactly. Okay, so uh, then you have um, coming back again. You have uh, Emily Aylin. Emily Aylin Lind? Emmy, Emily Aylin Lind. Something like something that. Like that. <laughs> uh, so you have Emily Lind, and she is coming back from the, the first film, and she was really good. And the last time we saw her, I think, was Doctor Sleep. That's right. Which we, uh, she played um, 
the young girl who could who could uh, basically make people fall asleep and then steal their stuff in that movie. Right. Um, she was fantastic in that film, and again, she makes a really good play uh, uh, being Melanie, the best friend of Colt. And then, right. and then we've got our our bad guys, I guess. Which you've got Robbie Amell, who plays mm-hmm. Max. Why is he always shirtless? Why? <laughs> Even when he was at his job. I, but so again, this movie, and I guess you're kind of getting at it earlier. You were saying, oh, you know, his movies are a little sarcastic. His movies actually make fun of himself, and I guess uh, of themselves. And uh, so I really like how when he has that flashback to a job, this Karen is talking smack to him. And then I just straight up asked him, why are you not wearing a shirt? And you know, he's right next to a, a grease fryer. You know, yeah. that would hurt if you ever cooked uh, chorizo or bacon in the morning without a shirt on. You know, that hurts just that to was, stand uh, next to it. But that was the joke throughout the first movie and the joke throughout the second movie. Yeah, it's like, why are you shirtless? Yeah. So then you also have uh, Bella Thorne. Who, oh, and by the way, Robbie Amell, if you don't recognize him, he's from the Flash TV series. He played uh, Fi- Firestorm, I believe. The first half of Firestorm, or something like that, mm-hmm. and then he was in the he's in the show now on Amazon called Upload, and he was also in a movie called Code Eight, which was that's uh, who he was in Upload. I really liked that show. If you haven't checked that show out, check out Upload. I want to. It's great. Um, but then we also have Bella Thorne, who plays Allison. She's like the cheerleader idiot girl. She um, plays very well. <laughs> so looking at her past up, I know. I think she was in some dancing show on Disney. Uh, but other than that, it's all been like just ra- I don't know how she's famous. Um, she, I believe she's kind of somewhat of an, uh, influ- an influencer. Yeah, she's an influencer, but that uh, well, she just most can't... recently she's been on a little under I don't know if, if under fire is the right term because I really haven't paid super close attention. But apparently she started an OnlyFans and was supposed to release. Um, uh, provocative photo. No, uh, and she, was... she made two million dollars extremely quickly, and everyone was expecting essentially a nude photo, and which she did was... not say she was going to do. Well, so I had heard, and I didn't ever look into this. So, but I had heard that she had advertised it as a nude photo, sold it, and then everyone's opening it like this is not a nude photo, and so I I don't know how that worked, but that's what I heard. That's the only if you news, really news I know see about Bella her. Bella Thorne nude, just go. Type in Bella Thorne nude. It, you know, she's Words not like she, by. Words to the, No, I'm just It's not like she hasn't <laughs> been. It doesn't matter. She yeah. broke OnlyFans. Like, she right. literally broke OnlyFans, and that's why people are pissed off. Yeah. Anyways. Um, uh, but in, so, in, this, in this movie, uh, she plays a, kind of a funny role, but uh, kind of overacting as well. She's in the trailer. Like, her big line is, oh, no, it's going to get all effed up again. You know? And uh, it's just kind of like, I don't know. She's not a great actress. She's not, exactly. So I'm like, it didn't require that amped up response. And they're kind of all like that. Very supercharged personalities. uh, And uh, that's where I'm kind of like, you know, it's just not, it didn't have the subtlety of the first movie. And so now they're all just like really hyped to be back. And they're all trying to be, uh, it's a whole bunch of influencers in a room. And they're all trying to like, kind of one-up each other if you will. Yeah. And then, on top of that, so the only other thing I could really find Bella Thorne in was the babysitter. Yeah. Then you have, uh, and I'm only really talking about the people who have been in other things before. Mm-hmm. Like, Hannah Mae Lee, who yeah. uh, plays Sonia. I love She's her. from 
Pitch Perfect one through three. Like yeah. she's in all the. She's the really silent Asian girl. Yeah, I, I think she's so funny in that role. She's one of my favorite parts of that movie. Yeah, same here. Uh, of pitch, the Pitch Perfect films, I love the Pitch Perfect films, but she's yeah. one of my favorite parts of it. I love waiting for uh, the little crazy things that she says when no one's yeah. quite listening. Love it. But she plays crazy so well. Very well. She's freaky in this movie. Like she's out for blood. Like, yeah, and I love also that they kind of made her the one of the roles where kind of like Mustafa and Austin Powers, like because he's really hard to kill, and so they keep running over her, and she just won't die. Right. I love that she's got that flamethrower. Yes, that crazy flamethrower. Uh, but then you know you've got the other characters in there, but then you also have Samara Weaving. Uh, Samara Weaving coming back to play B, the babysitter. Whose and role course, was a little lacking. I wish they had we, used more. Yes. We know Samara Weaving from Bill and Ted Face the Music, Guns Akimbo, Ready or Not. Really, really versatile actor. Very strong actress. Uh, I can't wait to see her do more. Same. Like, I'm always happy to know that she's going to be in something. So I went back and looked at her IMDb and I was like, I need to see all these other movies that I haven't seen her in. I, I think the like, weakest role that she's played lately is uh, the Bill and Ted daughter. And that was still a decent role. And it's more because of little Ted's role really just takes more of a front seat. So she just, again, acted appropriately. And it wasn't that she did a bad job. That's just maybe her weakest role. Because it was the most fun role, you know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I call that weak. I think she was again. Every role she's in, I've, she's yeah. un, she's unrecognizable to me. Exactly. She plays a different person every time, and well, which is fantastic. Give me, give me that. That's what an actress needs to be. That's what an actor needs to be. So this movie, of course, in the first movie, she's a way big part. She okay. Let's let's do this. So the plots. Uh, the plot of the movie is. This babysitter who's been babysitting Cole for a while, she uh, basically he wakes up one night, sees all these people down in his uh, in the foyer of his house, and they kill someone. And you find out they're part of a blood cult, and they're gonna get anything that they want if they're able to kill. They sacrifice someone, and then they take the blood of an innocent. Yep. They don't have to kill the innocent; they just have to take his blood. Right. So. Uh, the night ensues of them trying to take his blood. He doesn't want to help any. He doesn't want to have anything to do with this. So he basically everyone gets offed off, like killed off in a crazy way throughout each movie. Right. Or not movie. I'm sorry. Each scene. Mm-hmm. So all of them keep dying as he's running away. Basically like a screwed up demonic home alone. Exactly. Which is why it's so great. Yeah. And it's really fun. And you could tell that the babysitter does care for Cole, but at this point, he can't live because he'll tell. Right. And, and uh, that's, and that's, so that's the first movie synopsis, yeah. right? So I, and I think it just turned out so great after uh, you kind of figure out that she really has a heart, uh, you kind of wonder how far that heart goes. So even right. though he defeats her in the end of the first movie, you see that she never intended to hurt him. Right. And and all of the... And something that you have to know coming into the second one, all of the bodies disappear. And apparently so, nobody has, like, memory of them because they're calling no one, Cole crazy, the parents of Cole are calling him crazy the whole time, and it's like they can't remember her 
And it's like, well, you're well, the no, one that hired B. the... Yeah. They remember B. They just don't know what happened to B. Yeah. He says that... Well, because his car ends up crashing through the, the window and hits B. And then she's like, I, you know, I always loved you. Yeah. And, and then whatever. And then he calls the cops. The cops come. And then she's gone. Right. So we just think maybe she ran away. But in this movie, it kind of explains. And we won't get into that yet. But yeah. it does explain uh, what happens to her. So it's crazy. Basically, this was, opens up. He flapped his mouth about all of the stuff that happened. And... Um, you got to explain driving a Camaro into a living room on purpose. Right, but he told them all <laughs> truth. There was no lies whatsoever. Yeah. And so now everybody in the school, everybody, at, you know, the parents at home, everyone in the town knows that or thinks that he's crazy. Like, how can this stuff happen? So that's, you know, totally understandable. You would not believe this. There's no bodies there's no proof of any of this. It all disappeared. Right. And so he's looked at like the crazy kid. Well, so he's junior now. And he's still looked at as the crazy kid because he still says it happens because he still won't let it go. And he's still getting he goes, picked on every day. Yep. He goes to therapy, um, which that scene in itself was really funny to me. He goes to therapy with his guidance counselor. Slash the school nurse. Is also the school nurse. <laughs> that guy was so funny. He's like, you know what you need? You need to get laid. Yeah. He's like, getting laid is going to make everything better. It always does. Yeah. <laughs> and I like he's like, it's age dependent because he's like, oh, you're a freshman. So like, we got to go through all these like root causes and all that. And then he's like, oh, wait, oh, you're a junior. You, 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 you little guy, you're, you're a junior. Oh, well then there's only one solution. <laughs> yeah. And he's a great, that, that guidance counselor slash nurse is a great character. He's really funny. Big Carl. Um, Really funny, especially at the end. But, um, so he's, you know, he's going through all this stuff and he's taking a crap ton of pills. His parents are calling him crazy behind his back. Uh, the dad and the mom, uh, the dad played by Ken Marino. Oh, gosh. So funny. Oh, yeah. I liked him a lot in, uh, Wonderlust. He's like his, uh, he's Paul Rudd's brother in law. Right, just a right, jerk. right, right, right. He's so funny. He like gets caught cheating, and he comes back, and he, he tries to blame the cheating, his infidelity on his wife. And it's just the worst, the worst character, but very hilariously played. It's been it's been a long time uh, since I've watched that movie, but yeah, he's he's really funny. And then you've got um, Leslie Bibb playing the mom, mm-hmm. and she's also. Uh, she's pretty good. She was really good in the first one. This one, yeah. they didn't really give her as much to do. Yeah. But if you don't recognize her... Ken Marino, you've seen in, like, a ton of stuff. Yeah. But Leslie Bibb, she's been in a lot as well, but I remember her, actually, as, uh, uh in Iron Man 2. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it, actually, it's Iron Man 1, right? And 2. She's uh, yeah. in both. She's in, so, in the first one, she's, like, the reporter, uh, Miss... Uh-huh. Miss Brown, I believe, was it Berkeley or Brown? Anyways. No, it's it's Christine Everhart. Yeah, and so, but he calls her Berkeley or Brown, like, when he's talking oh, to her. Oh, yes, because that's when she went to school. Yeah, yeah. so, and then, uh, then she comes in the second one, and, and uh, Pepper Potts is ragging on her about how they did a piece together before uh, Justin Hammer. So, right. uh, but yeah, exactly, she was in Iron Man 1 and 2. Yeah. And, I, you know, so I like both the parents. They're good. You also got the M- Melanie's dad, who's pretty funny. Oh, he's, he's hilarious. He's just 
only cares about his car. She's like, how's my baby? She's doing well. No, the car. <laughs> and then, yeah, he, he's like, uh, wait, yeah, well, what about your other baby? And finally notices the car is gone. Doesn't care that his daughter just ditched school or and has run away, essentially. Uh, and he's just like, oh, my God, where's my car? Even the cop is like, hey, uh, can I have a picture of your baby? And he hands over a picture of the car. Everyone's yeah. looking at him like a crazy person. And he's like, what? <laughs> so what this movie did really well is set up a kind of world. Like the first movie set up a world where this could happen. The second movie kind of felt a little less grounded than the first movie. Like, the cop is an idiot. He's yeah. talking about his ex-wife cheating on him and stuff. And you're just like, come on. Yeah, everyone's um, trying to be the outrageous comedian in this movie. The kids are all doing stuff that normal kids wouldn't really do. Like, the stuff, like the girl who comes in. So, we've got this new girl who's a big part of the movie, played by Jenna Ortega. Mm -hmm. She plays Phoebe. Jenna Ortega was in Jane the Virgin as uh, Young Jane. She's in You, which is that Netflix series that's still going strong. And um, she's going to be in Scream 5. So that's pretty exciting because I, you know, I'm excited for the Scream oh, films. Um, she plays this crazy girl who comes in school. They introduce her and she basically is like, hi, I'm Phoebe, blah, 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 blah. Oh, and I'm, I'm late. She's like, oh, you're not late. She's like, no, I'm nine days late or 11 days late or whatever she says. And then she like, it just... Thinking of all these bright, fresh faces makes me can't wait to bring this baby in. And it just makes me want to scream. And then she, like, screams oh, in the middle of the class. Oh, I love that line because she's just, she's making fun of everyone in the class. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm yeah. just looking out and I am, I feel, <laughs> looking at your faces fills me up with such optimism that I just want to <laughs> scream. And so she's excited yeah. to have this supposed baby that she's lying about being pregnant with. So people will just leave her alone. Uh, and she, you know, walks down the uh, down the little row of things, goes to the guy eating uh, yogurt, and she's like, "Get up, leave the yogurt." Yeah, he just gets up and walks away, leaves the yogurt. She just starts eating it. I'm like, this is my new favorite character. Same. I thought she was really cool, uh, and even in their interactions, like as they're like on their journey and waiting to be pursued uh, in the cabin. They're talking yeah. about Terminator 2, which I guess is very appropriate that we keep blabbing on about it as well. But uh, even me, you know, he's like, you watch Terminator 2? And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Marry her. <laughs> uh, so let's go with this movie. Basically, it's he he's a junior now. It's two years later. Cole uh, is, you know, again, looked at like crazy. So he... Uh, he finds out that his parents are going to send him to a, a psychiatric school, mm -hmm. a high school, for the rest of the time he's in high school. <clears throat> they just decided they're going to do it. And um, so Melanie is like, oh, come on, Cole. Come with us to the lake. Ditch, ditch Thursday, ditch Friday. We're going to the lake. So he ditches school, goes with them to the lake, and she's got this obnoxious boyfriend. Well, he's just like... Uh Who's the shirtless guy? What's his name? Robbie Amell. Robbie. He's just like Max. He's dressed like yeah. Max. Thank you. I was I wanted to say Robbie, but Max. He's exactly like Max, except with a shirt. Right, but dumber. And dumber. Like, I would even go dumber. Yeah. And they bring along two friends who I don't really understand how this dumb jock is friends with this other guy. Uh, and then that girl. Like, it just kind of seems weird. Yeah, they kind of just appear in the movie yeah. as comedic relief. And you're just like... 
well, we they they you know they're talking to Cole earlier in the movie, and they all bunch up around him because they you know all want to be his friend, you know, suspiciously yeah. enough, and then uh, so they just kind of happen to be along for the ride, and that's they're funny, but I just again I was just like this is a movie for everyone who is trying to get their start to really show their stuff and I feel like that's the problem it was going a little too far on all these things everyone was trying to be the main role uh, I, I didn't really feel like that I just felt like it was kind of written uh, a little off yeah. like a little off I don't know they tried too hard I would have yes. gone a different route yeah they tried too hard like it's like a Gilmore Girls kind of dialogue you know except it's uh, funnier and so it's just like nobody speaks like this so yeah, there's some things like that. So you know, they go out to the lake house. You see that Jenna also went to the lake. She has a totally different reason. She gets on. It's just so funny how they set this up. But she gets on someone's random uh, jet ski and yeah. just flies off. And you just see her fly off. And you're like, okay, whatever. They're just trying to uh, get their stuff like ready. They're right next yeah. to it when she hops on. Yeah, and. So they get on this boat, this really nice, uh, I guess, houseboat. Would you call it a houseboat? Yeah, totally. It's like a houseboat. They get on this houseboat and they go out and um, Cole and and Melanie and the, the other three are with them. And they're like, let's play uh, Two Minutes in Heaven. <laughs> Seven minutes is too long. Two minutes is that two sweet spot. Two minutes is more realistic, he says. More realistic, yeah. <laughs> so, of course, Melanie and... Uh, so his best friend, who he also has a crush on, who he also thinks likes him. By the way, on their way there, the weirdly dressed gas station clerk. She's dressed up in like oh yeah, uh, leather bikini type thing, and she's like oh, she doesn't like her boyfriend. She likes you. You probably should get these condoms. Yeah, she master <laughs> salesman. I have to tell you, she really pulled out that sales force there. Also, the fact that it was a, a, a box of magnums. Yeah, the Tiffany's box of condoms, she says. Right, that <laughs> cracked me up. And the fact, the fact that, what did he buy that made it a hundred bucks? Nothing. Like, literally her boosting his ego. That was the hundred bucks. Like, he bought, like, a piece of candy and a box of condoms. Like, maybe, like, fifteen dollars. Tops. <laughs> yeah, just a hundred bucks. I was like, what did he just buy? Yeah, exactly. It's the... Are Magnum condoms that much? Now you would not. <laughs> it's a lot of plastic. You know, it's a lot, a lot of latex there. No, a lot of latex. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, I mean, I've seen them. They look like a sock. I mean, you could put your foot in one and it feel comfortable. Yeah. I, the, I, uh, I always remember uh, the 40 year old virgin and he puts it oh, over yes. his head and he's like, Aquaman. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So they're on this thing and they're going to do two minutes seven. And of course, it's Melanie and Cole. They go in the closet and they're like, oh, uh, to the boyfriend. They're like, aren't you afraid? And he's like, oh, no, Cole's probably already or spends a lot of time in the closet, if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's like, oh, geez, okay. This is where this is going. Yeah, not cool, and man. Then they make out in the closet because it's like a kiss to go back to the kiss they had when they were f- afraid for their lives. Yes. In the first movie, they had a kiss. Which, so they're kiss- which totally made me suspicious, too, because she was in the first movie and. She uh, is there, you know, Cole comes over, asks for her help, and um, they have a little moment, and Samara Weaving comes in in pursuit, right? And they have to run around her house to get away from her, essentially. 
And so, and but apparently, he's crazy. Like they never really talk about how she doesn't reconcile the truth, or, or with everyone else. You know. Mm-hmm. So, this is about right before they go in to do the two minutes of heaven. I was I go. They're the blood cult. Yes, exactly. People like, who want to hang out with Cole are in a cult because they need him. They're the blood cult. I was like, oh, come Exactly. On. That annoyed me a little Same bit. Same here. I was I was um, very uh, looking, very much so looking forward to the romance kind of actually blossoming. And yeah. I liked that the little girl in the first movie, uh, Emily Lynn, uh, Lind, she, she, I, I really liked it. She was pure and she actually liked Cole for who he was. But yep. that now that brings into question that whole first movie. Was she just trying to... <laughs> give him a pseudo safe place to run to and be close and that's why Samara Weaving was so comfortable going into that house to pursue them and I'm just like no like and that's where like the squandering of this movie like really starts to take place and at first it's like okay we're kind of squandering on making this like a comedy more than a horror movie and then it just they kind of squander the whole plot because now the whole darn movie is everyone coming after Cole so yeah so then you know, you they kill the girl that's with them. Uh, I love how the, the boom, best boom. friend of that girl justifies it. Uh-huh. He's like, oh. She, she made she, fun she, of my alopecia. My, yeah, she made fun of my alopecia. <laughs> uh, that was funny to me. There's what? there's scenes in the movie that are just really funny to me. They, they um, are but, funny. They're, they're, they, this is, a, like, get, don't get me wrong. This is a fun movie. You'll like it. But it is not a good movie. Oh, it's a dumb yeah. movie. It's a dumb movie. It, it is it is one of those ones. Uh, like okay, like this this to me shows that this movie was not made for the new generation. It was kind of made for us because Phoebe gets out of that uh, truck at the lake yes. that she shows up on. Best joke. She looks at the trucker and she goes. I'll tell him Large Marge sent me. <laughs> and this generation has no idea who Pee Wee Herman is. No, yeah, no so. one's going to be like, what does that mean? What is That's going to be squandered on this generation. Because Large Marge is, is uh, 1980s. Yeah. It's Tim Burton's first film. It's Pee Wee Herman's big adventure. I love the face that at the stop action when she does her... Yes. <laughs> you know that. Tell him that. Large Marge <laughs> sent you. Oh, I love that so much, dude. Oh, so good. But okay, so anyway, and that's right before she are. steals the wave runner and and runs. Yes. So they get they get on the they're on they're, uh he finds out they kill the girl in front of him. He's like, oh, you're the blood cult. Oh my god. Like okay. He's like, Melanie, you're my best friend. Why would you do this to me? She's like, because you you knew I always wanted to be an influencer. Yeah. First bad line like, by oh, that actress. Um. She never was really given a backstory. Like yeah. each person was kind of given a backstory, and actually. I'd be really interested if they did a prequel to uh, the babysitter and kind of showed us Samara Weaving kind of getting into the worship. I mean, I guess they kind well, of showed what it. This is yeah, exactly. They, yeah, they, they kind of showed her it. meeting with so Mephistopheles and that her because <laughs> uh, we we kind of learned in the end of the first movie that she was that Cole was not the first kid that she babysat for, and right. so. Uh, there's this big scene that keeps flashing little segments of throughout the film of with a car Phoebe. crash with Phoebe, exactly. But we learn that Samara Weaving's character was driving one of the jeeps that crashes with 
both of them in it. They go off of a cliff and uh, the little girl Phoebe survives by some miracle. And that was essentially her first deal. Mephistopheles comes to them after in the hospital and talks to Samara Weaving and she's like, I'll give anything for her to be okay if she can be saved. And uh, that kind of leads her down this pathway of doing sacrifices so that she can save the people that she loves. And she essentially is on a chain of, on a pathway of good, really. Right. So, you know, each of each character gets their own little backstory. You know, we see like Max working at that ice cream shop and we find out that he just wants to kill people. Yeah. And she's like, okay, let me help you with that. You know, Samara Weaving pops up, B pops up and she's like, I can help you with that. And um, that other dude wants to be a rap singer or a pop singer, but he has no tune. And she's like, well, I can help you with that. <laughs> yeah, and, I want to go platinum. <laughs> And and uh, Allison wants to be a news reporter, and she's like, "Well, I can help you with that." And she, you know all this stuff that they're going. Oh, and uh, what did Sonia want? Uh, you know, I don't. Ex- I think she just wanted out of her job because she was doing makeup in a mortuary. That's and right. So she's just like, "Oh, you're gonna be a big bad dark one," and she's kind of like oh. doing makeup for the Dark Lord, if you will. And yeah. uh, so she's. So that's when Samara Weaving pops up because I agree. Like I, at first, I was like, "Well, what, what did she want?" And so I had to think about it because I just gave it a second pass because some of it just was like, "What?" And uh, that that was the one. I was just like, "She must have just hated her job." <laughs> she she and gave as her we're talking about that. this, yeah. And as I'm talking about this, I'm like, "We're really going too deep into this film. That's really not deep. Right. It's just such it's a, a very film, surface but... level film." Um. Anyway, they all come back from the dead. They show up on this thing, on this boat, and again they let Cole get away. Oh, Phoebe, Phoebe pops, pops up, up accidentally out of nowhere, and he thinks Phoebe is leading this whole thing now. She's yeah. the new B, and she's like, "Nope," and she nopes out of there real quick. Yeah. And I, I actually really like he runs up, gets on the slide, and the slide happens to get right on the back of the the jet ski. Yeah, and he's like, "Let's go." And then the, the, I like the part that he explains what's happening. She's like, okay, cool. And then uh, Melanie throws the fire on, or the lighter onto the leaking gas mm-hmm. and it explodes. Movie inconsistency oh. right there. If you've ever owned a Wave Runner, you would know that that would not cause a leak. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, uh, you know, they showed later B cutting it. Well, no, so. she's, oh, no, no, no. She siphoned the gas. So making this the thing that I just said even more accurate because for it to oh. leak from that point, the tank would have to be full, completely full, like and uh, like all the way up to where it's overfilling at the gas tank or whatever, you know. So uh, right. it did where he uh, shoots it is essentially the nozzle that goes down to the gas tank, and not the actual gas tank. So for it, yeah, so I was I, just like oh, about that, but I don't, apparently not a lot of people will notice that. So the rest of the movie is them running from the demons yes. and them having these gruesome deaths like he just keeps killing off the demons who are already dead we oh when we find out the reason they're back is because satan lets them out every two yes. years to try again mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of their deal yep. you keep trying every two years um and so it's basically them running you've got the death of sonia who uh that one was funny to me because they go, yeah. oh, they meet that like pedophile dude, yeah, the rapist, and he's like, let me, 
Let me. We're gonna wait for my wife to get here before I save you, Phoebe. <laughs> I don't have a wife. And, uh, no, my wife. My wife's been gone five she's years. She's getting. She's getting firewood. And <laughs> yeah. at first, she's like just comes up with an excuse right away. It's like well, that makes no sense. <laughs> and then, so Sonia's the first to go after he dies. Sonia's the first to go. Um, yeah. She's got a flamethrower, and she's going off, uh, basically trying to kill them. Yeah. He runs over her. Cole runs over her with the car. Multiple times. Multiple times. Finally hits her head on and into a rock. And then the surfboard that's on the... Why the hell there's a surfboard? Or was it a kayak? Was It, it was a surfboard. It was a surfboard. I mean, they're, they're by the water, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, but it's a surfboard on the lake. So, oh, it was a lake? Anyway, that's weird. It was, Maybe it was one of those paddle boards or the... You know, you yeah, because they on said it they're at you, the lake. We're going to the lake, right. I guess. But yeah, that's anyway. the only thing I can think of. But yeah, I agree. It cuts her head off. Mm -hmm. The the surfboard cuts her head off. Then they wreck the car. (laughs) They stay under the car because they're uh, afraid of getting caught because the rest are coming up. Um. Then what? Who's who's next to die? Uh, Uh, Then it's Bella Thorne, right? Yeah, Allison, and she chases them with a gun. She could have shot them. There's that scene where she's literally standing behind them in this like supposed to be freaky scene. She. Takes the gun and she's holding it in that or whatever, and then she disappears when they turn around. And then something else scares them, like a, a rabbit. Uh-huh. And she, shoots, she shoots the rabbit, it explodes. <laughs> and she could have killed them so fast. She's talking about the whole time that she wants to kill mm-hmm. them. Just kill she's them. Like, about, like, why do we have to tie them up? Why can't we just kill them? And she doesn't do it and, herself. Right. And so she ends up. Uh, she ends up. What what how did oh they're running from her <laughs> and they jump down a little and, oh she shoots she shoots herself in the boob on accident by shooting yeah. at them uh-huh. but it hits a rock and comes back and hits her in the boob <laughs> which she got shot in the boob in the first yeah. movie ongoing joke so she's like not again yeah and she's like ah um, come back here you little shits <laughs> yeah so. she runs after them they go down this like crack in the in the uh, crevasse crevasse yeah in a in a area and they run out and then she jumps after them and goes in the wrong place and she gets stuck yeah. and she's like oh help me help me and so they start pulling on her on purpose because they notice that she's like lodged by her head and it rips her head yeah. off her body falls and then a giant rock falls on her body i just ran so that was another inconsistency but i i like to think that um robbie Max, that Max had pushed the boulder thinking he was going to get Cole after they killed Possibly. Maybe like a cut scene, but they just kept that in there. Yeah, and because he shows up right after. And so I'm like, he's strong enough, maybe he could push that, you know, or whatever. But uh, So they run from Max. Uh Uh-huh. How does Max... Is Max the next to die? Yes, but so he chases them, and they get to this speedboat, basically. It's a nice uh, wakeboarding boat. Yes, and so they get on the boat, and there's the dude who's like, "Hey, that's my boat." Yeah. Max kills uh, him. From Max behind. kills yeah. him. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> then they, they realize, because uh-huh. Max says, uh, "Jenny, Jenny, or something." Yeah. Like, oh, look him up above, and name's Jenny. And he's like, "Oh, Jenny, what a good song!" And that cues up the eight six seven five three zero nine, and that's where they figure and, uh, out the code for the rental boat. Which is so silly, but okay. Yeah. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, I kind of like, like it, yeah. I like 80s music. I'll exactly. take it. 
And so they they get on the boat. They go. He jumps on to a float that's connected to the boat. Which was a boss move, by the way. Because if yes. you ever like been on a raft in general, like that takeoff force might knock you off. He, yep. he even says it. It's jackass time. You know, like. The old MTV yeah. show. And so he jumps in that little raft and just lets it take him from the dock, not the water. And, man, he's just, like, showing off and flexing. And I thought that was really funny that he's like, all right, you know, we're, we're getting in this raft, like, not even thinking about it. And just goes. Yeah. But, unfortunately, it's at his peril and doom. Right. He pulls himself in. He's trying to get on the boat. They get him off the boat. And... Then they're like, "How do we get? How do we get away from this dude?" Oh, they they burn him with silly string because yeah, they have the silly first, string, uh-huh. and it, he just falls in the water, and it, it's like nothing. It didn't hurt him yeah. at all, which was weird because his up. face was on fire. Yeah, and well, he's also kind of a demon, right? But still, and they turn the thing the the motor on, and it wraps up the cord, and he gets pulled yeah. under. And it rips him up to shreds. Well, so that was, again, so he, at first, they try it, and it just gets his leg. Then he kicked, somehow, gets back up, and he's like, F you, Cole, and they crank it up some more, and then it gets his face. So, and they finally yes. kill him. So then, uh, while the, while they're getting away, Melanie's like, you guys are idiots, and you've got John. Yeah. John is the other guy's name. And um, John, who's played by, and I'll just go ahead and say his name, because it's he's the only other one I haven't, Andrew Batchelor. Right. Um, who I haven't I look he's got a ton of stuff yeah, that he's been comedian, in comedian but uh, normally like small supporting roles yeah I've not really seen him in anything other than the babysitter yeah. but uh, oh he was in Game Over Man but uh, I never saw oh, him oh yeah that was funny uh, I like those guys yeah. so um, anyway so he is like no nah, I don't want to do this uh, I just want to go to the strip club like that cracked me up he's like I just want to go to the strip club go see my cinnamon, cinnamon yeah cinnamon. <laughs> So, they're, um, what is it, the the other guys, so you've got Melanie, and then you've got the two other guys who I can't, I keep rem- forgetting their names, Jimmy and Diego. Yeah. And Jimmy and Diego are like, yeah, we're out of here. And they start walking off, Melanie's like, you can't do that. And they're like, yeah, we sure can. We and then can. all of a sudden, D- Diego's like, oh, I feel sick. And then he explodes. Yeah. And she's like, this is a deal with the devil. Yeah. Like, and this is the second you, movie that Samara Weaving is involved with where they use the supernatural body explosion. Ready oh, yeah, or not. ready or not, yeah. yeah. So I, 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 um, I uh, think we need to have, uh, I don't know if you remember the Tenacious D song, Master Exploder. It's oh, like, yeah. that stuff happens here all the time. Like all the Samara <laughs> Weaving movies we need to watch and make sure this keeps happening. That's funny. Um... <laughs> I mean, they technically exploded in uh, in Bill and Ted when they went You're to right. hell. You're right. You're right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's got that in her contract somewhere. I, so so people have to explode. Let me explode Somebody. Or some people have to explode. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Jimmy's like, "No, no, my friend Diego." Yes. He like yells his name <laughs> on his knees, and then he explodes. Yeah. And so I'm like, "Wow, those are two just." And I love that when yes. they explode. All the blood and everything just disappears. Yeah, that, so that and um, it's like kind of at first it's kind of like what, but but then it makes sense for the first yeah. movie. Um, so now it's just Melanie and John left exactly, and so they get on a boat and they're searching, and this whole time oh you know we haven't even brought up Phoebe's subplot. Phoebe oh, gets a, a bear. 
it gets a t- uh, rabbit, a, le- a, f- a stuffed rabbit in her locker. At the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, and it's got a, it's got a meet me or this ends tonight or something, and it's got numbers. the key to the cabin. Yeah, and uh, and then some numbers on the flip side, you know, like a fortune yeah. key. So her whole plot is that she needs to get to this cabin that her family owned, and she has no clue what's going on. But so she's going to go to this cabin. Happens to be on the same lake. Um, John and or not John, I'm sorry. yeah, John and Melanie are searching for them. They get they find the uh, the dock for the cabin. They go to the cabin, and there's this really cool basement in the cabin. Yeah, that they go and hide in. Um, and it's really neat. It's got a lot of cool things in there, and of course, there's a nice little moment between Phoebe and John, and they're gonna kiss, and he messes it up, and then they kiss again, and then there's this a whole weird dance scene that they're doing. And you see like hot dogs oh, being stuffed into yes. to things, and you see uh, a very innocently you know, all perverse this... montage suggesting that like... he's losing his virginity, which I yeah, did not exactly not pick sucks. up on. You know, I was just kind of like, "Wait a minute, did this musical actually happen?" <laughs> For a second, yeah. I was like, "Wait a minute." So, but it was all, just uh, you know, was just, you know, it was all a metaphor. For him yeah. actually hey. losing his V card. Okay, so uh, they're they just had they just had sex, right? We didn't that, realize... So they had the musical number, which uh, you're kind of like, did he or did he not seal the deal? Yeah, I was. It confused me at first because like it looks like they're having sex, but then when they circle back to the uh, cabin, they're both fully clothed. Exactly. Not not ruffled exactly... up at all. Yeah. So that bothered me a little bit when we find out later that they did have sex. Yes, and that led to confusion where I was like, did he do the babysitter? Like, after Uh, the first movie? Yeah, let's talk about that. Let's talk about that in a minute. So Melanie calls uh, his dad, uh, Cole's dad, and says, hey, Cole's with us. We're drunk. We need you to come pick us up. So the both dads, Melanie's dad and Cole's dad, get in the car. They're both high. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the, my my favorite part about that scene about them getting uh, blazed is, uh, you know, they go over there. They're trying to find help. Uh, they're trying to get help find to find their son and let their neighbor know that their daughter's missing too, and essentially trying to find out if they're together. Hopefully, they are right. Well, the husband explains that the last time he hung out there that he had smoked a little, and he's not supposed to this time. So. Uh, they know they can't trust this father to wait by the phone for a phone call, so they split up, they conquer and divide, and he's supposed to wait by his phone for them in case somebody calls. Anyways... Don't take the yeah, pot. Yeah, don't take the pot. And, <laughs> and so, uh, while he's there, they have this epiphany that, you know, if he doesn't touch the device and apparatus and all the things, it's still secondhand smoke. <laughs> So, so, so the father, the both fathers, like, help him accomplish this loophole. But he, like, hits it hard. Oh, I mean, it's, I'm, yeah, it's a big one. That, <laughs> the, the, the other father, he's like, okay, Snoop Dogg. Yeah, he's going on, you going on tour? And he's like, but yeah. it, it, while he was, like, making the thing fill up he's doing this motion like pull it pull it pull it for like three seconds and that that he doesn't do that so uh but it was pretty hilarious yeah that uh by the way the other father's name is juan which cracked me up as well long hair 
just this like hippie dude who only cares about his muscle car. Yeah, essentially uh, Spicoli um, with a uh, with a muscle car. Well, he thinks he's so cool. He's like, oh, Jimmy, Melanie's boyfriend. He's the coolest. Yeah. He's we slide in each other's DMs <laughs> and we talk about food, all the LMFAOs. Yes. Oh my gosh. So. They go to go, uh, I love them driving their way to the lake, and they're singing the song together. It was yes. cracking me up so hard. So hard. Um, so they get there, and they're like, cool, cool. And he's like, oh, what if it's like Terminator 2, and if the T-100 or T-1000 is replicating the voice of your father? And they go, what if it is my father, and I have to go save yeah. him? So you find out there's weapons. They don't know the enter how to enter the code in, but it turns out the numbers on the back of the fortune cookie are the numbers, yeah. and so they use that. They get weapons. They come out and crossbows. By the way, it's one yeah guns. crossbows, a crossbow and a machete in a in a floor and, seat. Yes, Weird. and well, hunter. You know, it could be a hunter and uses crossbows for hunting. You can lock up the bows. I mean, excuse me, the arrows, and not have to put a big crossbow. In the uh, safe. Yeah. Bit, I digress. So, so it's Juan, <laughs> Juan and the dad and John mm-hmm. are out there. And John's back there like taunting Cole uh, behind the fathers. Yeah. But you get a machete. And he shoots, he, uh, was he shoots at John with the crossbow. Uh-huh. But tries. And, and it backs off. And then... They and John th- uh, grabs oh. a like a sword off of the wall from one of those right. you know display things over the fireplace and and he gets himself killed. Is that right? Yeah, because the wire hanging Oh yeah, hanging, he he chops he hits it with yeah, the sword. Yeah, the chandelier cord. He gets that and when he swings it lowers that horn chandelier. And yep, it and it goes, goes through his yeah. eye and mouth yeah, or whatever. Yeah, in his eye, and out, his yeah. jaw, lower jaw. Yeah, it was crazy because the way he died in the first movie was falling on that award. Yes. Basically, like, just the same kind of death. Um, so he, he dies there, and then Melanie comes in, and she's like, I'm not crazy, or he's, go- he's, he's going crazy, <laughs> we need to help him, and he, they uh, Phoebe throws the machete at her, and she catches it, right? Yeah. Nice catch. Catches yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His dirt dad's proud. So they run and the dad goes after the after Phoebe and Cole. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, let's get out of here. Let's leave them. Juan is. And Melanie's like, I'm not going anywhere yeah, with you. She does not want to didn't like her dad at all. She cuts his arm off. No, and he's he like, says, no Coachella. And in response, no she chops his arm off. And then he's like, then, fine, I'm taking your IUD, intrauterine device, yes. for all you folk who don't know. And then she cuts the other one off. It's so terrible. But the implications of the IUD, though, uh, yeah. it was just hilarious. Yeah, well, because she's supposed to be like this innocent, nice girl, but she's... Yeah, and she's getting grounded yeah. by taking away her IUD. What does that say? Yeah, and so <laughs> she... Kills him, basically. Yeah, she she puts the machete through him, kills him, and then runs after everyone. And then you... Cole gets... Oh, the dad is hugging Cole and gets him with a needle. Yes. And basically makes Cole pass out. Right. 
Tranquilizer, yeah. And so they're going off, and Melanie has a, a fight sequence with Phoebe, which is, this is the weakest yes, part of the yeah, movie for it's, me. It's a, a video game fight style scene. So it has the big yeah, fight so on it. Yeah, so it has fight, flashes up, and the health bars in either corner with their names, and... It was edited so It was weird. bad, and it was just, it was just dumb, because it's just one of those things that we... You know, we've seen movies that kind of incorporate a video game feel to it, you know? And but this doesn't have any wasn't. of that. So, like, if you compare it to Scott Pilgrim, which had the exact same concept in it, they failed massively. You know, so... Sure, because Scott, Scott Pilgrim Scott was up, a video game, and on top of that, it was just already making a ton of video game references in it. This one didn't have that. It just was trying to use that reference like a quick draw and it was just like why 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 did that happen <laughs> yep so that was weird to me i didn't like that yeah. but phoebe doesn't win and melanie ends up um tying phoebe up and she's like how do you know cole will come back for me he's with his father and she's like i know cole and you can't stop a teenager from yeah. love yeah <laughs> like okay um, but he knows sure cool. she knows that he loves phoebe already more and uh, she's jealous and she's like, hey, you're not prettier than me. You know? <laughs> yes. just like, oh, I hated like, that line. Oh, I hated so that line petty. so much. Yeah, exactly. But also, true. <laughs> true. But, yeah, it's, it's like a little, uh, uh, what do you call yeah. that? Try, trying to keep another girl down, that that women yeah. hate. Um, so, Okay. This bothered oh, me a little bee. bit. Oh, queen bee. That's what I, I call it. So That's a queen bee syndrome there. There you go. Yes. Who? I've never seen a gas station that has electric charging look like a gas no, station. No, but that would be really cool. Not going to lie. So he gets gas from this thing and he ends up accidentally, the alarm going off. This is Cole's dad and Cole's sleeping and it wakes Cole up. Well, Cole's in the car. The dad's not. Right. Dad left the keys in the car. So Cole drives off, leaving the dad to go back for Phoebe. By the way, I'm saying he sets off the alarm because he accidentally locked his keys in the car. Dad uh -huh. wakes up Cole. So he chugs a coffee in the cup holder. It wasn't his. It was yes. his dad's coffee. And he just, he just springs back to action. Baller move right there, but I don't think that's yeah, how it Yeah, I'm like, that, the science is, <laughs> does not back that sequence up. <laughs> So they they go off. Uh, he she drives up and he runs out and and he's like Melanie, you don't have to do this here. Take my blood. And she's like, I can't do that without the guest of honor. Who's the guest of honor? He walks out of the very water. in epic fashion, by the way. The specter yes. boiling water behind her as she walks out, uh, dry, you know, from the water. I yeah. just think it was amazing. And on top of that. Uh, she, you know, she's more gorgeous than ever, than, you know, uh, than the first one, and ready or not, and all that. Uh, and she just has this presence that she's the leader. Oh, yeah, she's... And uh, really, it's like, oh my god, finally, this movie, like, here's the saving grace. Like, like literally last, like, 15 minutes of this movie, you finally get to see B. Thank goodness, because it's the last I mean, saw her saving grace of this movie. Offering, she's offering to all the other people the position of being in the blood right. cult so you see that but not enough of her because she's the best part of the movies yeah and uh other than cole cole does a fantastic job and i thought phoebe did great as well uh and melanie so i mean not but you know you're there for the babysitter the movie's called the babysitter right, exactly um 
Killer Queen. So anyway, uh, you see this whole scene where uh, all of the people come back to life. So everyone comes back to life. That were the demons, not the not um, Jimmy or Diego, yeah. but the demons all come back to life and they take the blood from Cole because he lets them because he wants them to let uh, Phoebe go and they're they're gonna kill him afterwards. So they take his blood, they mix it in with the blood of uh, Boom Boom, the friend of Boom Boom that they killed, and uh, they start drinking it. All of them are drinking, drinking, drinking. But you see. Uh, be just watching. Yeah. She lets everyone else serve themselves. Oh, and that's when you find out that B was the babysitter of Phoebe, mm-hmm. and that to complete her story um, arc. That Phoebe wasn't the one who got her ki- parents killed. It was actually uh, B. And then and she made a deal with the devil to save her life. Didn't deal with the devil. Yes, exactly. So, because Phoebe should have died. Um, so now we're here and everyone's back to life that was dead and they're drinking the blood because it's going to make them have everything they've ever wanted. And they all start drinking it and you realize something's very wrong and B is like, yeah, you want to tell them or should I? And that was probably my other favorite part of the movie is when Max goes, my Not even mad. Not even mad. Oh, that was so good. Oh. I like. I actually really like Max Same as a here. character. He's dumb as rocks, but he's he's trying to help best. out Cole the whole time, even though he knows he should. Oh yeah. Oh, he's oh, so good. God. Um, so funny. Yeah. Gosh, so good. That part was so good to me. But everyone, um, she's like, it's a blood pact. You know, if you don't make the right decision, or if you don't, if you don't do this right, the devil doesn't play games. Uh, and so everyone dies, disappearing. Then you see Ken Marino's dad. You see the dad, Cole's yeah. dad, up on the spot. He's like, B? She's like, hi, Mr. Uh, whatever Cole's last name is. And he's like, I'm going to come down. I'm going to come down. And she is like, hey, I have to go. Um, you two be happy. I love both of you. Uh, I need to drink this. And they're like, please don't drink this. Please don't drink She's like, you make a deal with the devil. You have to go through yeah, with it. There's no draw. And she drinks it. Only winners of those. And... She gets the coolest death of all of them. That black yeah. smoke going around her, and it's all swirly because she's the queen, yep. and all that. And then poof, she's gone. And I love it. The dad's like, "What the what hell?" <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so good. He's like, "So you believe me? I'm not crazy." He's like, "Yeah, I believe you. I'm really sorry." Blah blah blah. Wait, you, know, you saw that? I, you, I didn't see the babysitter evaporate into black smoke. Kind of hard to miss, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, you know, that was a nice little, uh, like, finally he's not crazy. And that kind of, there we go. They're together. He loves Phoebe. Everything's good. And that's it. We we actually get a full story. We get Cole's full story. They don't need to do anymore. Well, when she disappeared, the Book of the Dead fell out. So, I don't know if you went back and watched the mid-credits scene. But mid-credits scene, it shows the book... And the book opens pages flapping, kind of like a nod to Jumanji, nice. where the book shows up on the. Yeah, exactly. And I felt like it was homage to Jumanji nice. there, but um, they could totally do another movie and it not be about Cole. Yeah, you know, it could be Next. a totally different group, or 
or it could be happening to a totally different group and Cole now dedicates his life to yeah chasing down the to demons. fighting them Cole and Phoebe together I really yeah. like all the uh, references to risky business as well they keep doing the yep. and uh, then in the end when he's defeated all of them and he's talking to Big Carl this like kind of this school counselor slash, oh, yes. slash nurse uh, he's all risky businessed out he's got the glasses he's got the yeah. cool cooler hair and he's got a swagger about him the WTF swagger that uh, Tom yep. Cruise had in risky business it was a uh, you know a good little ending and I love it he's like you got laid yeah. didn't you told you <laughs> yeah <laughs> So it was, you know, the movie had its flaws, a lot yeah. of flaws, but I enjoyed yeah, it a exactly. lot. So I had fun with it. I was excited to keep going yeah. and uh, and figure out what was going to happen. Yeah, I was next. only disappointed because I thought that it would be this generation's like really fun, good killer movie that is also funny. And they kind of squandered that a little bit, but I still had a great time watching it. It's just that it's not going to be a, like a modern classic or anything like that. Uh, or, you know, cult classic, rather. And uh, I, But I still had a lot of fun. I, I'm just not going to go watch this a hundred times like I did the original. I'm not going to not watch it. Yeah. Like, it might be something I yeah, pop it, on. Uh, if the mood strikes. Very rarely do I watch something twice mm-hmm. lately. So it's just because we watch a lot of movies and we're trying to figure out yeah. what to review and we're going to get busier because we're going to try to do actual like 15 minute, 20 minute review episodes uh, yeah. here and there. So, you know, there'd be more movies to watch. I, I kind of want to take in all of the entertainment that yeah. I can at this point. Um, but did I recommend this movie? I don't know if I recommend it. Uh, if you watch the first one, watch it and it's yeah. enjoyable. Uh, but if you're not really, if this, I don't know, I don't really know who this is for. I guess for people who like the first one. I, I, I barely even think it's for, for them. Like, because, I, you know, I like the first one and I'm not a huge, huge fan of this one. But yeah, I agree. I'm not really going to recommend this movie, but I'm going to be like, oh, you watched that? Wasn't this part funny? You know, it's going to be yeah. a, like a uh, good table talk type of uh, magazine, if you will. <laughs> go watch The Babysitter. And if you liked it a yeah. lot. And you want to see more of the same uh, in a different kind of yeah. area, like different setting and all that. Uh, go watch the next one. I mean, the acting was pretty solid and uh, it's definitely worth a watch for Max. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's hear a word from our sponsors. All right. Welcome back. We are now talking about birthdays and news. So let's start off. <laughs> Let's start off with the birthdays. Not a ton. Uh, September 27th, I thought we should mention it's Gwyneth Paltrow's oh, birthday. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Pepper Potts. Yeah. Gotta love her. Pepper Potts? Yeah, yeah, no. And, uh, you know, goop. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what is it? Shakespeare in love? Shakespeare in love. Yeah. She's, you know, I like her. I don't, I don't dislike. I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh, Gwyneth Paltrow. But, uh, no, maybe I, in her I personal her. life, Anne, but as an actress, she's a good actress. Yeah. Um,. Avril Lavigne as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't but, really listen to her music much anymore, but I remember, you know, loving Skater Boy and all that way back in the day. Yeah, when we were wannabe Skater Boys who didn't actually but skate. But it's because we just never went into the Lego, where the Lego Land is now, that skate park there. Oh, the, the big skate yeah. park, yeah. We, I know we, we talked about it for We always talked so about long. it, we just never went. Let's go, 
Let's go get lessons. They've got yeah, lessons. Yeah, we always thought like South Lake would put in some half pipes or something like that. You know, they have yeah, a ton right. of money and they're always building parks. Like, put a half pipe in one of them. Yeah, they don't want that. Uh, they don't want that kind of uh, crowd coming in. Um, September twenty eighth, Naomi Watts, who I I think she's yeah. great. Uh, I always think of Mulholland Drive, but. More recently, she was in uh, Twin Peaks, The Return, and I really enjoyed her in that. Uh, yeah, so we got also have Hillary Duff. I thought it was fun to bring in Hillary Duff. Of course, uh, I I liked, um, oh, what was her show, dude? Uh, where she had the little cartoon person that hey, talked to her. No idea. Oh my gosh, I'm going to get, uh, people are going to make fun of me now because I can't remember the biggest show that she <laughs> was in. Oh well, sorry. Uh, Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, there we go. Uh, up next, we have Janine oh, Garofalo, man, who great. kind of was way bigger when we yeah. were younger. I think she was ahead of her time, uh, honestly. But, oh, yeah. Well, Mystery yes, Men. totally. She, I loved her in Mystery Men. She dated uh, 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 Ben Stiller for a very long time. They wrote a book together that I read in high school. Feel uh. this book. <laughs> Love that book. She's been in so many things. She was just in something recently right she was in um i don't know but i was kind of disappointed she didn't really like come back uh in any of the uh wait wait a minute because she wasn't one of the kevin smith movies wasn't she no no oh, man who am i think oh i'm sorry i'm thinking of a different birthday but elena's more set i'm sorry well she's uh, not here uh at all i don't know why i confused them at all sorry no it's all good names yeah. weird names um, after Janine Garofalo, which also I, she makes, she'll make fun of me with big words just like Janine yeah, Garofalo yeah. from the Bad Touch. That's right. From from uh, the Bloodhound Gang. Uh, Mira Sorvino, who of course I know her from all of the um, American Pie films. Yeah. yeah, I just thought I'd bring them up. Uh, September 29th, we have Shazam himself, Zachary Levi. Oh, I know. He's. A, I really liked him as Shazam. Yeah, it was a fantastic Shazam. He was really fun. Um, but in the show before he became Shazam, he was Chuck, uh, where he was the worked at like the Best Buy type store, but he was also running spy stuff because he had this thing go off in his head that he could remember all wait these a things. Did you say Mira Sorvino was in American Pie? Did oh, I mess dude, up? Who yeah, Mira she's Sorvino is? Uh, Romeo Michelle. You're totally right. I did. I'm thinking of... Allison? Nah, the girlfriend of um, of the lacrosse player. Oh, you're talking about... Oh my god, I, I really like this actress. I'm from American Beauty, and... Uh, yeah. yeah. Mia's... Uh... Don't they have a... They have a similar name, kind don't of, they? Kind of, uh... Oh my god, why can't I get this off the tip of my tongue? Her name is... Mina Thank you. Because all that wanted to come off of my tongue because I just watched Resident Evil was Mila Jovovich, and I'm like, ah, stop it! <laughs> I know it's not that. All right, yeah. sorry, passengers. Uh, Mira Sorvino from Romeo and Michelle's High School That's all right, Union. we'll catch each other stuff. Oh, gosh, I can't believe I... I did, I got it mixed yeah. up because of the name. The names ah, are so I similar. I with Janine Garofalo and Alanis Morissette. Yeah, geez. Okay, where now, are we? Uh, we're at where September 29th for Zachary Levi. Right, okay, so we just said he was in Shazam. Um, 
Chuck. I love Chuck. I don't know if you ever watched that show. I know, but I've heard good things. He's great. Uh, September 30th, we have Ezra Miller, The Flash Mm -hmm. himself. But also uh, in Fantastic Beasts. Where he, uh, we find out in the second movie that he is a Dumbledore. Right, and then uh, Perks of a Wallflower, right? Yeah, I like I like that movie. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see where Flash goes. Uh, but yeah, I, I look forward. I like Ezra Miller as the Flash. Uh, your favorite, Lacey <laughs> Chabert. Penny from Lost in Space, Lacey Chabert. Yep. And also yep. the uh, pretty girl in Not Another Teen Movie. And Mean oh, Girls. That's right. Fetch. Fetch Girl. Yep. Then up next is Jenna Elfman, who was in The Office. She was uh, Pam. Also was in uh, Krippendorf's Tribe back in the day. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Was she really? Jenna Elfman, right? Yeah. No. Did yes, I you did. Up again? Ugh. So I heard your reference, and I was just like, oh, that should, that's probably right. And no, you, she was not in The Office no. at all. No. <laughs> I didn't do my research today. Dharma and Greg, that's what she was. Oh my oh gosh. Oh my gosh. But yeah, she was... Uh, wow. My brain is just not working, guys. I'm sorry, passengers. This is really uh, bad on yeah. me. Yeah, uh, your day. But yeah, she was in uh, the uh, Ed TV and uh, Krippendorf's Tribe way back in the day. Uh, she uh, ultimately kind of becomes the queen of the show, Mickey Boo. Because <laughs> she marries the oh professor gosh. in the, uh, the end, right? I remember seeing Krippendorf's Tribe in the theaters. She plays Veronica. And uh, I was really sick. So I was laying down watching the movie. I totally forgot she was in Can't Hardly Wait at the end as the angel uh, exotic dancer who hangs up Ethan's phone call when he hears the song Mandy by Barry Manilow. <laughs> so yeah, she was totally in that. Oh, oh man, she had the crush on Scott Bayo and all that. Oh my gosh, Joni loves Josh. Is she? I don't even see it on her yep, IMDb. It's all the way at the bottom below. Uh, way at the bottom, it's way down there. But I don't yep. see it at all for Krippendorfs or there for uh, Can't Hardly Wait. Can't oh, Hardly yeah, Wait. There. I just I was just looking at it. I'm, I'm just... I know I can... Oh, it's right above yeah. Krippendorf's Tribe. I was looking under. Okay, so my bad, guys. I'm I'm sorry about that. That's just... My brain is not working today. I had a long day. Yeah, all um, praise to all of our teachers during this crazy time. Thank you for all thanks. you do and all the other teachers out there. Uh, I did like Darman Greg, though. I did watch that show a lot. Eric Stoltz up next okay I'm 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 I don't want to say anything that uh, is wrong because I'm afraid that that I'm yeah, gonna mess so up this guy was one. in the butterfly effect he was the crazy abusive father uh, to Amy Smart's character character but and uh, he was also in Pulp Fiction he's the guy that gives them the adrenaline to uh, stab in the heart and he's like get her out of here this girl's right. OD and get her out of here so Eric Stoltz was also kind of part of that um, um, he was part of that movement back in the day of the Brat Pack uh-huh. kind of like he did some he did uh, he was in um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High um, he also did uh, Saint Elsewhere was a big thing for him the TV series in the 80s but uh, also the big thing that I think of him in it was also in Say Anything by the way but the big thing I think of him, he was going to be Marty McFly in Back to the Future. Oh, that's fascinating. 
So they filmed. You can go and watch on YouTube the the original footage of Eric Stoltz. I forgot about that. As Marty. And then they they uh, decided to go a different way, and they got um, Michael J. Fox. Who so he's iconic. Can't yeah, imagine anyone great. else playing uh, him except for that. They have a very similar face if you look at them. They kind of look similar. Yeah, I think they probably were going for that yeah. that look. But uh, you know, we'll probably talk more about Back to the Future yep. in November because that'll be the around the uh, anniversary. Yeah. So also after Stoltz, we have Kieran Culkin, who of course was. Uh, in That's Scott Pilgrim. Right. And also Home Alone, obviously. Father of the Bride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. Uh, Zach Gal- October 1st, Zach Galifianakis, the Hangover oh, trilogy. Comedian, uh, Between Two Ferns, all the, Between the two Hangover ferns. movies. I mean, I, I can't get enough of this guy. He's funny, other than the two, the second two Hangover films are just mad. I mean, they're hilarious, but I mean, the, the first one was obviously the best, yeah. First one's the best. Although, Zach Galifianakis with the orange soda <laughs> yeah. in the bag. And you t- just like yeah. that because that's exactly what you did when you were there, carrying around your bags of soda. No, I never had a, I never had a oh, soda you never in the bag. Oh, and I never you went did to, it. I never went to Thailand. Oh, no. my bad. Excuse me. Yeah. So, um, other, uh, next up, Julie Andrews, The Hills Are Alive yes, with the Sound of Music. Maria. And uh, Mary Poppins uh, as well. Yeah. Well, it's Julie Andrews. Yeah. She's iconic. Um, Randy Quaid. Oh, man. I was just talking about that. Again, I was watching that another teen movie. Uh, and uh, he plays the uh, drunk father. He plays. The father. Why does he always play a drunk? He, in, even in Independence Day, the drunk father who saves in- the day. <laughs> Yeah, Randy Quaid is just one of those, and also uh, Eddie. Uh, in oh Kingpin. yeah, that's right. Ishmael he gets well. He's an Amish person, but he does end up get really liking the juice. And then uh, he plays cousin Eddie from cousin Christmas Eddie. Vacation. Oh my god! Yeah, no, he's he's funny. He's funny. He's one of those actors though that uh, really. I don't know. He he's not leading man material, but he's definitely. Yeah, I don't think he gets enough. Uh, you know, enough, enough uh, clout Correct. for everything that he does, because he really, he really can carry uh, parts of a movie. But yeah, he hasn't really gotten a whole lot of leading roles. But he was in Freaked also. Remember Alex went the? We talked about Alex Winter recently. He was yeah. like the uh, leader of the of the Three Ring Circus, if you will, that they would kind of perform the, in. Oh my that's gosh! Right. Yeah. I do like I like oh. Randy Quaid when he shows up, but I, I do <laughs> think of him that. whenever I do think of him. I think how cold. Who do you think of? Oh, I think of um, his part in Not Another Teen Movie. What's up, Pumpkin Kids? <laughs> yeah. Okay, who calls their daughter yeah, that? Know. Jeez. Um, after after Randy Quaid, we have Brie Larson, who recently uh, was uh, yes. Captain Marvel, but also she was in uh, Scott Pilgrim. That's right, as Envy Adams, a.k.a. Natalie. Envy Adams. So... You know, she. I like Brie Larson. Uh, I know a lot of people kind of hate on her for the Captain Marvel, but I thought she yeah, did a great job. job. I think that some representations and, uh, were that weren't her call may have been, and but she did an amazing job. Yeah. Oh yeah. She's she's great. Um, she was also in Room, which was actually really good, and I believe uh, you know she'll she's probably gonna be one of those actresses who does win awards later. I think yeah. she's a good actress. Uh, and then next up, Journey Smollett, who played Canary in Birds yes. of Prey, slash, I guess they're now calling it just Harley Quinn. 
But uh, she's also in Lovecraft Country, and she is fantastic. I know we've talked about that like three episodes I now. I still need to watch Lovecraft it. Oh Country gosh. is awesome. Journey Smollett's fantastic in that. Also, found out, Journey Smollett was also the, the little uh, girl um, in... Uh, she's like the only black girl in Full House. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. I was like, uh, oh my god, I know her face. And I looked it up and remembered, oh my god, she was in Full House. I totally had forgotten about that. Yeah, she was also in Hanging with Mr. Cooper in a crossover oh, episode. Yeah, so that cool. was kind of cool. Um, October 2nd, Sting. Oh, man. We, yeah, because we see all, saw him in Hungry. Yes, we, we saw him in Hungary. We I got married in Hungary. Mark was out there as my best man. And uh, after the wedding, we didn't go on... My wife and I didn't go on a honeymoon right away because we were going to move to Korea and yeah. do it there. And uh, so we decided to go to Budapest and I found out that Sting was playing. It was either Sting or Duran Duran. And I was like, Mark, oh, Bonnie, choice. what do you want to do? And uh, so we picked Sting because yeah. Sting's iconic. And... Um, it was a great show. Fantastic show. Oh, yeah. I it was an amazing I memory. All, all his music oh, yeah. is great. October 3rd, Lena Hetty, who, of course, was uh, the... Um, Cersei? Help, help me out, Mark. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Cersei, thank you. Queen uh, Gorgo or Giorgio in 300? In uh, 300. Uh, the the bad guy in Dread. Oh, that's right. Um yeah, I totally Lena forgot she was in Dread. I, I really That's, like her. I'm not a huge fan of the the second one. I, I love Dread. Uh, Clive Owen up next. Who uh, you know? Clive Owen used to be one of my favorite actors. Oh really? Uh, Closer yeah, used movie. to be Closer used to be one of my favorite movies. Still, Still a great movie. movie. Um, he was also it was also crazy to me. He's in uh, the first Born Identity film. Uh-huh. Yeah, I really like him a lot too. He's the guy. I'm trying to think of the movie that yeah. I really liked. That it's it's really. Uh, it was just kind of a, a smaller movie, but uh, oh, shoot 'em up! I actually kind of enjoyed that movie. Shoot 'em up! Uh, it, it's like a lesser known or like like you know lesser. I don't know. They didn't win a whole bunch of awards or anything. Oh, Children uh-huh. of Men. Oh yeah, Children of Men. It's just an amazing film. Yeah, he was so good in that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, next up Quite is if I can go. Quince oh, the Bonnie. man. Yeah, First dude. CD I ever no owned. No doubt. No doubt. Tragic Kingdom. Stole it from my sister. And, oh my god. I I really loved Ska back in the day. And Gwen Stefani was the reason. And, unfortunately, she's kind of hopped the genres uh, all throughout her life. Which has kind of made me, like, wander off from fandom with her. But I still love No Doubt to this day. Oh yeah, well that the first album still well, the first and second album oh, yeah, are still totally. pretty good albums. And rest in peace. Uh, to and Scott. then, well, so. it'll come back. It, it always does. <laughs> Nev Campbell up next, who yes. is our scream She's queen. She's coming back. We announced recently. Yep. So we have all of the screen movies, and we also have um, Wild yes. Things. Yes, and uh, I, yeah. I can't like you know having a screen movie without uh nev campbell would be like having a halloween movie without jamie curtis jamie lee curtis which they tried exactly and nah i'm glad they've kind of uh decided not to go that route hearing it here first one of our october movies is halloween 
and Halloween 2019 That's double right. feature. And I, are we doing the Scream series at all as well for our Halloween features? We're doing we're doing the okay. first Scream movie. Yeah. Um, we'll talk more about that nice. later. Uh, and then last but certainly not least, uh, Sean the William Scott. The stiff Heister himself. Yeah, I, uh, you know, he kind of disappeared. Yeah, I mean, he had uh, Dude, Where's My Car, The American Pies, uh, Go- Goon, uh, I mean... Yep. Goon 2. <laughs> um, you know, he's one of those actors who I'd like to see make a serious comeback. Same. Like, come back... And, I know he played uh, a murderer in a movie recently, or like a psychopath, and I didn't see it and I wanted to. But he was... I just... I like Sean William Scott, and I hope that he comes back and... Because he could play that. He's got yeah. that face that could oh, be totally. like a killer. And I really um, actually love the Dukes of Hazard movie they were in. And I like that they kind of oh, uh, right. absolved themselves from the Confederate flag being on top. Because in that movie, like, they get it fixed up and their friend just slaps one on top of the car. And they're just kind of like, oh, we didn't notice this until people start honking at him in the big city. And they're yeah. like, you know, nice uh, decal jerk off. And they're like, what? And they get out and they're like, oh, man. And uh, that was kind of cool. And uh, there was yeah. oh, uh, Evolution. He was in Evolution with David oh, Duchovny. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I mean, this guy has brought so much, so much laughter. Uh, it would be so cool to see him in a serious role. I agree. Yeah, yeah. So happy birthday happy to birthday. our celebrities. Up into news, uh, the first thing off the bat is I thought was kind of exciting is James Gunn tweeted out that... Uh, He's going to be working on a new HBO Max series based on John Cena's character from his new movie, The Suicide Squad. Uh, the character is called Peacemaker. And the show is going to be called F, like the full F word. It's Peacemaker. So I'm kind of excited about that. Yeah, like not exactly the most original title, but I'm sure it's probably one of the first to have an explicit word in its title. Uh, and I, I think John Cena could really uh, bring physicality to it. Uh, he might be like our uh, modern day like Arnold Schwarzenegger, but uh, I don't think he's the best actor per se. But uh, uh, I, I do like enjoy Blockers a lot. Uh, oh yeah, I totally forgot about Blockers. But I, I was thinking more of his performance in like Daddy's Home Two. I think it was. Oh, those but, yeah, are silly was, things. Yeah, so you're know. right. They're, they're, he's a little better than I give him credit for. But uh, either way, I still would be entertained to watch his movies. Uh, and, I, and him playing a douchebag Captain America. I mean, as, as uh, he so uh, eloquently put it in one of his interviews, uh, I think he's going to do amazing. He, he, can, he can really yeah, fit that fantastic. stereotype, and I think that he'll make it uh, really great. Oh, yeah. Uh, so keep going with that uh, in kind of the vein Disney jump or jumping over to kind of Marvelish Disney stuff. Disney is being sued by Evil Knievel's estate because of Duke Kaboom in Toy Story oh, 4. Oh, man. Yeah, so they're saying like, oh, Duke Kaboom's too much like Evil Knievel, which he's really not. And they tried to stay away from the Evil Knievel but thing. But you know like, why. Evil Knievel was... <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll see if this goes to Come court. On. We'll see Give if this, Evil Knievel a little money. He gave us... It. He was like the, the first uh, pioneer gave us like jackass, essentially. Like doing all kinds of crazy yeah. stunts. And come on, send him a little money. I don't know if he's yeah. poor or rich anymore, but... Uh, well, yeah, dead. exactly. So now it's his family, right? So, but still, like, if you yeah. tried to rip off Michael Jackson and just sla- slapped a different name on him and, like, took away his glove and moonwalk, you would still know that they're kind of imitating 
Michael Jackson, and you the, the estate would probably want some rights paid for it, like some likeness. I don't rights. know. They didn't sue. They didn't sue Did for power line. Wait, that was. Uh, I mean, I was thinking more of a Prince vibe there. He danced like Michael uh-huh. Jackson, and he yeah, sang like exa- Prince. Okay, so, but either way, I, mean, I, I feel like some likeness was paid because isn't wasn't that whole the the rights they're kind of no. like there don't didn't Disney own the rights it's or parody. something. It's parody. It's parody, and you know you can't really okay, sue cool. for parody. Good to know. Well, you can, but sometimes you don't get what. Anyway, um, let's go on to more. I don't know why I didn't bunch the DC movie That's stuff never. together, but okay, we're jumping over back over to DC. So we were originally told that there were going to be no reshoots for the Snyder Cut, um, which was okay. You know, he said he had all the stuff. Well, now we're getting reshoots because they want the flow of the movie to go better. So all the actors yeah. are coming back. They got Henry Cavill. They got uh, Kevin. Um, they got, wow. I almost said Kevin Smith when <laughs> I meant um, Ben Affleck. They got Ben Affleck. They got Gal Gadot. They you know all of them coming back. Ray Fisher, Ezra Miller, and um, to reshoot for to make it more of a episodic or flow mm-hmm. like a full movie because that's what they're yeah. doing both. So I thought that was great news. Um, I'm oh, excited totally. for that. Uh, Father of the Bride. We talked about it earlier. Kieran Culkin was in it. Well, Kieran Culkin's coming back because they're doing a Father of the Bride special. Well, I say they're doing. It's tomorrow from recording time, but it'll have been last Friday. It's on Netflix and YouTube. It'll pop up. Uh, and I'm, I'm kind of excited. I like Father of the Bride. So they're getting all of them to come back and they're calling it Father of the Bride 3-ish. <laughs> Cause it's not a full sequel. It's just kind of a fun little reunion. But I thought that was cool. They're getting all the actors back. Oh, totally. It was, it was a great movie. So it's really cool to have that reunion. Yeah. And then last and again, certainly not least, but uh, this one's interesting to me. So the Xbox went on uh, pre-sale mm-hmm. on the 12th. Or not on this the 12th. I'm funny. sorry. The 24th. 20, what's the today? The 24th. No, it's 23rd. my sister's birthday. Yes. Today is the 24th. Thursday, the 24th. Happy happy birthday to your sister. Yes, Tuesday. Tuesday, the Xbox went on sale. So the 22nd. Okay, that's what it is. 22nd, it goes on sale. They're all touting about, oh, we're going to be awesome. We're going to be better than how the PS5 sale went. No, it was bad. (laughs) It was really bad. It was, I tried to help a friend. I didn't want to get one, but I tried to help a friend. It was worse than the PS5. So... A lot of mom and dads out there trying to... Or moms. Good I'm going to say moms. moms. Out there just trying oh, to get the right toy. Good moms trying to get the right... You know what they do? No, I'm, it's probably not all the moms. Yeah. It's probably other people too. They accidentally buy the Xbox One X, which is this the is old what generation you get one. for naming your console weirdly. <laughs> you got the Xbox <laughs> One X. You got the Xbox... One S. Now you have the Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S. Of course, you're going to have people. Amazon had a 700. Uh, sorry, not a 700. 700. I don't remember. A huge percentage markup on all their One Box X, uh, One Xbox One S's and X Whoa. on Tuesday. So lots of people bought on accident the wrong Dude, thing. Dude, that's going to suck. They're going to be like their kids are going to be like. This is the wrong one. Well, can you imagine? Yeah, Christmas. They're going to open up the box and be like, oh, and Amazon's going to be like, it's been three months. And and some kids are going to be like, I already have this one. First world problems. Yeah. Oh, man. 
I hope they fix that. I hope that's something that Amazon emails the people who yeah. bought it that day and say, hey, we just want to make sure this is the right can one they, you wanted. They can't fix it, right? Like, aren't they sold out or whatever? Yeah. They're sold out. Oh, yeah. There's, you're not, and, and there's a lot of uh, question on um, if they're actually going to do another pre-order, which actually, if you want a PlayStation 5, sorry to people out there who are listening right now because it's already passed. Yeah. But on Friday... GameStop says they're going to have more to sell. So, um, anyway, sad. Also, we did find out about the Xbox. You know, they've got the new expandable storage. You can't just do a USB uh, external hard drive anymore because that'll only play the Xbox One games, not the series games. And so, because it's too fast. The hard drive's too fast. So you have to buy a special hard drive. The one terabyte add-on is $219. Bye-bye, Xbox. Bye-bye, Xbox. Yeah. yeah, and so if you bought an Xbox One S thinking that you were going to buy the external drive that goes with it because it's only 512 gigabytes yeah. for the S, you're going to pay more for a crappier system when you could have just paid it all and got a one terabyte drive. I feel bad dogging Xbox right now because of our most recent guest, Lance, from the Night Nerd podcast because he loves Xbox. And I was really admiring his collection, but... I, you know, I'm sure right now he might be biting his lip a little bit about that little tidbit. Maybe. We'll see. He'll probably come to us and be and like, maybe I he's was al- not. But he's also going to be like, it doesn't matter. I still love Xbox. I'm still going to get one. <laughs> yeah. I feel I feel bad for the people who bought the S without knowing that the hard drive extra was going to be $219. Now they're like, why didn't I just pre-order the X? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I do feel bad. But uh, at the same time, I'm not going to get an Xbox, so it doesn't really same. affect I'm me all that much. All the way. Sorry, Xbox people. Maybe one day I'll buy one if the uh, Bethesda exclusive is so amazing yeah. that I need it. But I can also just play yeah. it on my PC. So anyway, well, that brings us to our next sponsor. Hey, Mark. Have you ever wanted to leave your hypothetical kid with a babysitter and just weren't sure if they were going to sacrifice the child to Satan so that they can become immortal and all-powerful? Uh, in this case, yes I have. You just can't trust strangers like you could in the 90s. Man, we really had it good. Yeah, well, I, uh, I might have some news for you and our listeners. Our sponsors, Betty's Babysitting, has added an and to their name. Now they offer Satan Smashing. So Betty's Babysitting and Satan Smashing. Oh, I've heard. If you call them and mention Pop Culture Elevator, they will add the Satan Smashing for free on your first use. Also, they are hiring as the job has a lot of turnover. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) Thanks, Betty, for all you do. Yay! Passengers, it is that time of the episode where we are totally not editing anything. It's just raw and uncut, and uh, it's the elevator pitch. It's our fun one. Now, Lance just did the elevator pitch, and I feel really bad that Mark has to come in and do it after Lance. I know! He did such a good job, right? (laughs) He did such a good job. Such a good job. Go back and listen to that again. Oh, yeah. Um, So, here we have three words. Random generator. I'm going to give it to Mark. He's got to do an elevator pitch as if he was in an elevator with a... Uh, producer of a movie and he wants to try to get that movie made. So, here we go, Mark. Right. Are you mm-hmm. ready? Slot Machine Kidnap Van Okay. Where is he gonna huh. go, folks? Hmm. 
Hmm. Okay, I just don't, again, I, I really don't want to be obvious, so. Alright, so we got a kid. Just got his license, drives a van. And this guy, not the smartest guy in the world, so this is more of a comedy heist situation here. So he gets his best friend, kidnaps him, and he's like, dude, we gotta do something. We gotta make some big money, okay? And he's like, I already tried to steal an ATM, it's impossible, so we're gonna go to Choctaw or Windstar Casino, one of the two. We're not sure which one yet, and we're gonna steal a slot machine. <laughs> and that's what he's gonna use as his seed money for some little business or whatever. And there's just wacky adventures of them trying to steal a slot machine and them finding out that there's not a whole lot of money in it anyways. And um, let's just say they get away with it and they learn their lessons because of some morality bit. But uh, that's my idea. I like that idea. I think that could work. Uh, it would be really sad when they find out that a slot machine actually takes a card now yeah. instead of uh, actual put a money in yeah. there. I remember going to Las Vegas uh, a few years back and being like, oh, there's really not a lot of money you put into machines anymore. It's it's a lot of the, let me slide my card and then it's going to put all the money on the card that I win and then I just go and give my card to a person at the front and they give me my yeah. money. Exactly. I say that like I played a lot of slots. I did no, not. No, I, I, I go. I'm so fickle. I love the penny slots. I have to admit, when I go over to uh, Choctaw Casino and Windstar, and uh, well, there's fun. a difference between going to Vegas and then going yeah. to Choctaw and although and, uh, Choctaw is pretty nice. They have a really cool pool area. They've really tried to give you like a little bit of a Vegas vibe. Windstar, not so much. But you can still have a great time at both. We can go to Windstar and go see uh, a band that's not as oh, big, Oh, exactly. Right? Well, I saw Weezer there. I, I mean, they, they have big bands, uh, but they, they also have a lot of bands that I don't really listen to. because it's You in, saw Weezer at Windstar? Yeah, Mike and I went up there and saw them Random. there. Yeah, it was great. Awesome show. I saw Train. I thought that was a great Ooh, show. Oh, man. That, is, that would really be a good show. show. I, yeah, I wasn't really into Train at the time, but the girl that I was dating was, and so... <laughs> I, and I ended up really liking you it. Do it was really love. good. Yeah, that one worked out hey, for you. I ended up really liking yeah, it. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And train was good. So yeah, that was a Yeah. So I, I like those places. We should go out there sometime. That sounds good. Yeah. Well, uh that was a fun one. I think you did a good job with that. I would I would watch that. It it would be, you know, right up my alley. Thanks, man. So. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying not to go so obvious. And I think that we just need to start asking our friends, like, hey buddy. You're going to be a guest. We're going to have a guest elevator pitch, and we're yeah. just going to drag him into it. <laughs> right. Definitely. We should get some guests for the Halloween episodes. Oh, that'd be great. And, uh, yeah, we'll just have to find the right ones. Yeah. All right, fellow passengers, that concludes our episode for today and this week. We hope to see you back next week. And as always, I'm Danny. And I'm Mark. And in case we don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs>